Crest is proud to have De La Salle North Catholic High School as our community partner for this season of the podcast. De La Salle is the most diverse private school in Oregon, offering a college preparatory education exclusively to low-income students, turning no one away because of their inability to pay. Known as a school that works, De La Salle's corporate work-study program has every student work one day a week at Portland-area companies, offsetting 50% of their tuition. The innovative curriculum provides the students with real-world experience, self-confidence, and ownership of their education. When we build stronger, thriving communities, we all benefit. Learn more on how your company can get involved by visiting DeLaSalleNorth.org. We did see a lot of uh, folks starting to call us and say, hey, I want to be able to use my space differently. I want right. to have a lot of flex space. I want it to be a, a home gym when I want it to be a home gym. And I want it to be a classroom when it can be a classroom. So yeah. we saw a lot of folks do that. We also saw a lot of folks change their thinking about aging in place or long-term care. So a lot of folks say, hey, I want to build an ADU or I want to build mm-hmm. out uh, a space for grandma to come mm-hmm. and stay with us because you know, it's really safe to be in a long-term care facility. So we saw a lot of folks really rethink their space. Welcome to Think Beyond Space, the PDX Workplace Insider Podcast. I'm your host, Blake St. Ange, Principal for the Portland Office of Cressa, a global corporate real estate firm. From the people, the culture, and their thoughts on the future of work, we sit down with leaders from Portland's most respected companies to learn about what makes their workplaces tick. Subscribe at cressa.com slash Portland or wherever you find your podcasts. Hey everyone, welcome back to the podcast. I'm really excited for our guests today. Bob and I have had a chance to, to get to know each other over the course of the last six months, but on the show is Bob Heston, uh, sounds like Charleston Heston. He is the Chief Information Officer and Chief Human Resource Officer here in Portland of Neil Kelly. Bob, welcome to the show. Thanks. So Bob, for those that don't know about you or don't know about Neil Kelly, and you gave me some insight around Neil Kelly, which I didn't know about, share a little about who you are, who the company is, sort of where you got your start, how you got to where you are today, and then uh, we'll start the journey there. Perfect. Well, let's start about me. i originally from Indiana. Uh, I still consider myself a Hoosier because I went to Indiana nice. University. Go Hoosiers. And started working for the American Red Cross when I was back in high school. So I was teaching first aid and CPR classes then. Uh, went on to work in the Red Cross for a total of 28 years. So wow. halfway through my Red Cross career, I switched from health and safety to, well, actually somewhere disaster services. And then from disaster services, I switched into IT. So I've kind of ran the gamut of, of the Red Cross services. Uh, nobody uses the Red Cross because it's a good thing, right? It's, it's all because it's a, they've had a very bad day. right? So being able to do some pretty cool things, travel some pretty cool places in the world, some of them that don't exist anymore because they were a disaster zone, so forth. After that, after I left for the Red Cross, I uh, went into consulting uh, here in town for a company called Markham for a little bit. Uh, and then I found my way to Neil Kelly almost exactly four years ago uh, this last weekend. And so you then worked for the Markham Group uh, for a little while and then and then decided to join Neil Kelly. And I will say that it doesn't always seem like a pretty linear route to go from IT lead to people lead. I mean, they're very drastically different things, but you seem to bring them together well. So walk Thank us you. through what did an IT guy do in HR? The, the most common that? question I get is, how the heck did that happen? And, yeah. uh, and my general answer is I lost a bet. Yeah. So, but but <laughs> that could not be farther from the truth. Actually, I somewhat asked for it. Uh, you know, I'd been at Neil Kelly two years, two and a half years, uh, when our previous HR uh, vice president decided to retire. And uh, she was a hard act to follow. But I'm like, yeah, I can do this. I was 
in grad school, getting my MBA at the time. So I can do anything. Right? Yeah. Well, that I took over HR on March of 2020. <laughs> There's no better time to be in charge of HR oh, and IT gosh. than the start of a global pandemic. And so and you're still is, smiling. I am still I mean, smiling. You're here and you're smiling. So that's it's, good. It's the coffee I got downstairs. That's yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> better living through modern chemistry. Uh, <laughs> you know, it, it's been a very interesting time, but I have to say, I think the interesting thing about merging those two seemingly very disparate, you know, groups yeah. is there's a lot of process involved. Mm-hmm. And so I think sometimes IT people can bring process thinking or systems thinking to other areas of a business. Yeah. If you look at the two areas of a of an organization that touch all parts of the organization, it's really IT and HR, yep. right? So I was familiar with all the different roles and what people did because we had to outfit them with technology and, and be ready for them. So I kind of knew all those things anyway. Yeah. Now it's just getting into, you know, as you say, the people part and the the policies and the processes. Right. So Neil Kelly, correct if I'm wrong, but it's the largest renovation, construction renovation company in the country? It depends on who you ask and when you I'm ask. I'm going to ask you <laughs> right now. We think we're the largest. Yeah. Uh, but so and, how how big is it? I mean, how big is the firm in terms of just people-wise, how many locations, that sort of stuff, that you had to sort of get your arms around in March yeah. of 2020? Boy, in March of 2020, we were at about 153 people. Okay. Today, we're at 217. Wow. So it's nearly 100% growth. Our talent uh, acquisition person, our, our recruiter, basically today's her last day. And we were kind of reviewing uh, her tenure, which would, she started in February of 2020. Oh, wow. Over almost 50% of all employees at Neil Kelly were recruited by her. So it, it is unbelievable. Uh, it, we have average turnover yeah. for, for a construction company like ours, uh, our size and self, but at the same time, our growth, right? So and we have a lot of folks who have retired one of the interesting things about Neil Kelly, you know, we've been around for 74, 75 years. Yeah. We have people that have worked there since the day they retired or they uh, graduated from high school and they're going to retire this year. So we have a lot of folks who are at retirement age. So some of our turnover is coming from that, but it's been a wild ride uh, in this last year and a half. You know, Neil Kelly is well-respected throughout Mm -hmm. the remodeling industry. We, call ourselves a design, build, remodel firm. Neil actually started that uh, movement. So you'll see those design, build, remodel firms all over the country now, and it all started right here in Portland with Neil Kelly. Wow. And his son, Tom, is the CEO now, correct? Tom is the president, yes. Yeah. And uh, the other two generations are are in the queue. Yeah. So uh, Garrett Kelly is our uh, vice president of production today. And Garrett's son, Tano, proudly wears his Neil Kelly onesie, but uh, he's easy. (laughs) He's on his way. Yeah, I know that uh, I'm involved in the Rotary Club of Portland, downtown Rotary Club of Portland. I know that that the Kelly family and Tom Kelly has been a right. big, you know, uh, proponent of, of Rotary in, in our Rotary Club, and it's been that's been you know great to have. Neil was involved. a huge proponent of the North Albina Rotary Club. In fact, the yeah. North Albina Rotary uh, still to this day has a, a Neil Kelly Scholarship Fund. Yeah, and so just a what a couple months ago, we gave four students uh, from the North Portland area, uh, mostly from Jefferson High School, but not. Uh, exclusively, um, scholarships oh, to uh, four universities. Yeah. I, I was in a local little uh, butcher deli shop uh, just down the street, and you know the the guy there said, "You work for Neil Kelly?" I said, "Yeah." He goes, "I knew old man Kelly, <laughs> and he was a scholarship recipient when he was in high school, and now he's 
owns a butcher shop and yeah, yeah yeah and uh, just the, you just saw his face light up talking yeah. about neil and and that goes anywhere i go people talk about neil and, and they have that way when covid hit what what did you guys do as a what, what did your team do the executive leadership team do to sort of meet disseminate the information how did you guys pivot from what you guys were doing i mean what's the last 18 months months been like for 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 all of you amidst Growing by a hundred plus people. I mean, well, the growth didn't start immediately. The the cuts came first, mm-hmm. right? So we we first evaluated what is our business going to look like when we come out of this thing in a couple months, right? right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we were we so are. naive then. Yeah, uh, and so we we made some very strategic layoffs. Uh, knowing that our business was going to look different. But we also made some reductions, everything from reduced hours, reduced mm-hmm. pay, et cetera. What happened is we went down by about 50% of our normal lead operations right there in the beginning. Wow. But it wasn't that long yeah. that they started to increase. So by the end of the year, we were up almost 35% in our leads. You know, if you look, if you think about people, they're sitting at home, they're staring at those same balls, mm-hmm. they're sharing the, that room with a with a third grader or, or you know, uh, parents working, you yeah. know, out of that same room. So they eventually said, well, I'm not going to Europe. Uh, so <laughs> <Yeah>. let's, let's, <laughs> let's do some remodel. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and so we did see a lot of uh, folks starting to call us and say, hey, I want to, I want to be able to use my space differently. I want right. to have a lot of flex space. I want it to be a, a home gym when I want it to be a home gym. And I want it to be a classroom when it can be a classroom. So yeah. we saw a lot of folks do that. We also saw a lot of folks change their thinking about aging in place or long-term care. So a lot of folks say, hey, I want to build an ADU or I want to build mm-hmm. out uh, a space for grandma to come mm-hmm. and stay with us because, you know, it's really safe to be in a long-term care facility. So we saw a lot of folks really rethink their space. Yeah. So anyway, what happened at first is we we constricted, right? Yeah, we we right, came in. Right. Um, as a leadership team, uh, we met, seemed like practically daily, practically hourly in the beginning, just, you know, what do we need to do? How do we take care of our people? Mm-hmm. Uh, how do we take care of our customers? Mm-hmm. Uh, and so forth. So we, the, the biggest lesson I think we learned of things is communicate. Communicate and listen mm-hmm. and do it often. So we were issuing very frequent updates. Hey, this is what we're doing. This is what we know. This is what we're doing. This is what we know. Yeah. And sometimes we didn't have anything new to share, but we still communicated anyway. Yeah. Just to let people know that we're still out there and we're listening right. and we're there. I would randomly make phone calls to employees around the company. Hey, how are you doing? What's going on? What do you need? Et cetera. Uh, it was, they, I think they needed that connection as yeah. well, which was great. Yeah. From a technology perspective, because that's my other hat, right? Yeah. Um, I'm happy to say we didn't have to do anything. We really? had the appropriate number of, of licenses we needed for things like VPN and, and uh, software, et cetera. All that was already there. Wow. Yeah. Uh, we had collaboration tools. Uh, we're an Office 365 shop, so we had Microsoft Teams, mm-hmm. all those things. The most we had to do is teach people how to use it. Yeah, that was it. Right. Yeah. So we spent about a week saying, go home. Take what you need. Take your phone. Take your desktop. Take your laptop. Take your monitors. Take whatever you need. Take the plant off your desk. We don't care. Yeah. Take it. Yeah. You know? And our folks, I have to say, our folks were amazing. Um, no complaining. No whining. They all just pitched in and did it, yeah. uh, helped each other out, helped each other transition to this new uh, work world. We were not a work-from-home community. That's not what we did. Right, yeah. And suddenly we were. Our folks handled it great. And I think, you know, the other key thing was acknowledging that, 
hey, you're going to have a dog jump into the middle of your your <laughs> yeah. uh, your, your video meeting. Yeah. Kids are going to cry. Welcome it That's in. Right. Say hello. Yeah. You know, um, I've gotten to know some of our our uh, employees' uh, children quite well. You know, right. they pop into a screen even now. And they're like, hey, yeah. Bob. And hey, I'm Bob. like, hey, how are you? So. <laughs> And that was great. And I think that really speaks to our culture and our community uh, that we're very welcoming. And one of our, uh, we call it our Neil Kelly nine is bring your whole self to work Mm. and and bring your true self to work. And that's exactly what we did during that time. And then for the people that are in the field, your teammates that are in the field, uh, in terms of that, we were talking about this just before the, the supply chain constraints, the challenges with, with materials. Are you guys, are are you guys feeling that too on your jobs or in the field for the, you know, your people. I mean, what's that, what's that been like? It's, Cause you've had to manage that too. It, we do. We do. I, I have to say our field personnel, our carpenters. So we employ um, most of our carpenters. Okay. Um, we sub out some uh, things as far as framing and things like that, but our finished carpentry and cabinet work and everything, it's all done in house. Okay. Our folks are amazing. I was just on a, a meeting with our Eugene team this morning. They were faced with challenges of not getting something right, wrong sizes, no problem. You know, we get out some saws, we get out some tape measures, and they figure it out. They're so clever. They're so talented. Uh, so we couldn't be any happier with that. There's nothing we can do about a dishwasher that's still <laughs> sitting on a boat somewhere that we don't have yet. Uh, so, yes, we do have challenges there. We have, uh, unfortunately, some some homeowners. So I'm sure we'll have to be finished. Are, yeah, yeah, yeah. Have they been, uh, you know, I would imagine some customers are, are going to be like, you know, all over you. And then there's going to be others where they understand the situation. You know, I think because the whole world is in the same situation, um, I haven't heard too many uh, issues with customers saying or homeowners being really upset. They know, they understand. It's not like, you know, we don't want it to be over as well, but uh, we're all in this together. Yeah. Man, I think the leadership stretch that has been, you know, put on the shoulders of HR and IT, like, yeah, you're like right in the intersection of what that what that is and to keep people sort of engaged and motivated and, and, you know, challenged and, and all those sorts of things. I mean, that's uh that's a big feat that you guys have to carry. Again, I go back to our culture and our community, you yeah. know, it's, it's one of the things I hear from, especially new employees, they are just shocked and overwhelmed when they join us. The people say, how can I help? What do you need? Yeah. And it comes from all over the organization. You know, I mentioned earlier, our, our talent acquisition person is uh, last day yes. today. Yeah. Our um, office manager in our Eugene office raised her hand and said, hey, I was 11 years in the HR in the Army. What can I do to help? I mean, just out of the woodwork. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Amazing. And it's, but again, that's part of our culture. Yeah. And I don't know. It's, it, uh, I, I would say you, you don't. In your industry, I would imagine you don't have a lot of that. I, I think you have some of this touchy feely culture, the, the, some of the good, strong cultures in, in tech companies and insurance firms and some of these others. But I think in the construction business, sometimes that can be a challenging thing. And for you guys to hold that for, set, what did you say, 74 years? It's yeah, 74, 75. I mean, yeah. Wow. And how many, lo- so you're in Eugene. How, well, how many locations do you guys do We you have, have four locations. Uh, Portland is our headquarters. Is one, yeah. um, we have offices in Seattle. Okay. Bend and Eugene. And so the things that you have, uh, my guess is that for 28 years being an American Red Cross and the things that you learned there help train you in some way or help shape you in, in some way to sort of do what you're doing today. I, would I think, imagine on that people side. Yeah. Like I think that so. Empathy, I mean. That and uh, the preparedness. Yeah. So remember I said we didn't need to do anything. Yeah. Uh, when I first got to Neil Kelly, maybe you should edit this out. I don't know. But we, <laughs> we, we really weren't backing up. 
yeah. our, our systems, right? Not anybody's fault. Not any, it's just yeah. not what we did. Yeah. Uh, so we had enough licenses, as I said, everything to do everything. Right. Because I had the mindset to think, what happens if our building burns down or an earthquake? Yeah, you had that disaster recovery mindset. Yeah, that yeah. I hadn't really thought of a pandemic. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, it, what's funny is my peers at the Red Cross used to laugh at me because I was probably the only IT person with um, <laughs> Ziploc bags in their, in their <laughs> server room. Why on earth would we have Ziploc bags? We have volcanoes, yeah. right? And so one of the first things you do if, uh, if the volcano blows is you shove your hard drives into Ziploc bags uh, because ash from a, a volcano will just destroy hard drives. Oh, yeah. You know, so it's that, That's that, that thinking, right? Yeah. And and you're right. I think, you know, that uh, the empathy, the understanding of, uh, you know, everyone's situation is different. You yeah. know, just listen, be yourself. So do you, this is a personal question. Do you have at home, are you, are, do you have like a doomsday? Oh, I'm the do, worst. You, you do. You <laughs> pro- you're probably, you're probably all, you've got, all the water filtration systems and canned foods and you're like, we're all going to your house. If, Don't go to my house. If, <laughs> I, I seriously, I am the worst. Uh, and it, it, what's funny so you is you don't have any of that. No, I don't. Oh man. This I, is, I, I this have is... some, we have some water, you know, uh, <laughs> we probably have more dog food than we do people food on store, but you know, my mental state throughout my career, yeah. 28 years of my career was where would I be in a disaster? Yeah. I'm going to be, in in a shelter, in a headquarters, or somewhere like that. I'm not going to be at home. Yeah. And so, and I have to say, my my family would probably come with me because they're always been uh, uh, helpful, volunteer uh, sort of minded folks. So we never really thought much at home. So thank you, Blake. Yeah, now I know what I'm yeah, doing see, tonight. Now yeah. you got to do. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's uh, Dale Coons who runs American Red Cross mm-hmm. here. He's he's was part of uh, the U40 program at at Rotary Club of Portland. Great, great guy. And so I was just curious if you still are involved in any capacity with them? No, I, I sort of distanced myself yeah. when, I, when I left. Yeah. Um, not because I was upset or mad yeah. or anything. Yeah. It was, just, it was time, time to, to make yeah. that break. Yeah. So I would imagine uh, when I go into retirement, uh, you know, if I ever uh, do that, <laughs> that I would probably, you know, pick up that yeah, volunteer see. spirit yeah. again or volunteer for a national park. That, yeah. sound, that sounds more exciting. That, yeah, so. yeah. Um, okay, so if you had a chance to have coffee or a cocktail with anyone in history, past or present, who would that be? You sent me this question. Yeah, the time. I did. I know. And I can't <laughs> tell you how much brain power I've given to this question. <laughs> I can answer all the other questions off the top yeah. of my head, but really I had to think about this. Uh, so I'm going to totally wimp out on you. That's fine. And I'm going to go for a dinner party. Okay, that's fine. Because yeah. uh, Bring first off, I don't think I could sustain a conversation with some of these great thinkers that I'd like to said, you know, I'd be embarrassed. You, you need know, some buffers. I, I need some buffers. Yeah, that's fair. So when I was thinking about this, you know, I would love to sit down at the dinner party at the table. Yeah. I think it'd be great to have Abraham Lincoln and Barack Obama sitting there uh, talking about, you know, the differences between their two presidencies and oh, yeah. holy cow, what would Lincoln say about, you know, our first African-American president? Yeah. You know, I think, you know, that, that'd be an interesting connection. Love to have Gandhi sit there with them just to talk about some of those things. Uh, Martin Luther King would be great to have in there too. Yeah. I'm a big Lewis and Clark fan. So I would have to have Lewis and Clark sitting there with Jefferson telling them, you know, about the trip. Yeah, about I love for Jefferson and just his, you know, his mind just listening and soaking in and asking all these questions. I think that would be interesting. Um, I would be, I think it'd be interesting to have uh, Milton Friedman sitting next to Bernie Sanders. <laughs> that should be a very interesting uh, <laughs> moment. Oh, yeah. Yep. 
I think uh, having like uh, Greta Thunberg sitting with uh, John Muir and Teddy Roosevelt would be an interesting to, to hear those sort of things. Who else? I think my table might be full. No, this is Thanksgiving. It's a very it's, oh, good. It can okay, be a good, long good. table. Good. You right. know, with cornucopia. Well, you gotta have somebody cook. Yes. Right? Yeah. So so I think, you know, um, you know, I went to culinary school, so so okay. I gotta have Julia Child and Jacques Papin there. Okay. And yeah. uh, uh just for fun, I think Guy Fieri should be the sous chef, mostly because <laughs> I want to see Julia Child just totally boss him around. That would be kind of fun. <laughs> I think we need to document this event because it's pretty uh, interesting. Yeah. So I'm a photographer, so I think Ansel Adams has to be there. And since my wife is going to be there, we got to have entertainment. And yeah. I'm sure she would want Lady Gaga there. So oh, that, nice. I think this that is, might okay, can, can uh, are Am I on the invite list? You are I mean, invited. I'll just like, yeah, absolutely. Just, you know, just keep a mouth shut and just listen. Yes, but, which I think is what I would do. Yeah. We just keep my mouth shut and listen yeah. uh, to some of these folks talk. Oh, man. Maybe I have to break up Bernie and Milton. That might yeah. be interesting. <laughs> Those little mittens would go all yeah, over. Yeah, no kidding. So. That's a great answer. Great answer. So um, I stressed over that answer. Well, I well, <laughs> it sounds like you put a lot of thought into it, which I which I very much appreciate. Yeah. I mean that that's uh, that that was a very thoughtful, very thoughtful response. There are so many people in history. You know, uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg just sitting and having a conversation with her. You know, there's uh, you know Gandhi, as I mentioned. You yeah, know, so many people in history. I would love to just. I, I've often said. If I could go back and do a high school history class over again, oh. I think, or actually pretty much any class in high school where you weren't worrying about, you know, pimples and dates and yeah. all that kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah. Just imagine what you could learn. I, it, yeah. yeah. Hindsight is twenty twenty, right? Because yeah. now that we're, you know, you're in life and it's like, yeah, I wish I, I wish, wish I would have done that. that. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. I mean, that, that, you had to spend the time doing it. You yeah. know, it wasn't, it's like now you take your free time to do that. And it's like, okay, well, you balance all the other things you've right. got going on yeah. in life. So for those that uh, want to learn more about you and learn more about Neil Kelly, where can they, where can they find you? www.neilkelly.com. It's a great place to uh, start. Um, no matter if you're in Portland, Eugene, Bend, or Seattle. Uh, for me, uh, uh, LinkedIn is a great place to start. Um, there's a couple other Bob Hestons uh, if you uh, actually Google <laughs> them. So uh, I don't write f- film scripts or something like that. So uh, I'm not That's that a different person. Life. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. you'll see some of my photography there, some other things that are on there as well. Awesome. Well, thanks so much for the time, Bob. Thank you, Blake. Yeah. Thank you for listening to Think Beyond Space, the PDX Workplace Insider Podcast. To follow along and get additional insights from each episode, visit cressa.com slash Portland. Please also take a minute to rate and subscribe to the podcast on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts.